Blog Talk Radio.
good that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a heart's apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, you can go to the chat room, which is available. Sorry, I didn't cut it on. Um, the chat room is available right now on reconnect my heart. Excuse me, on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, for those who may be interested in seeing the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to Reconnect My Heart, Connect My Heart Podcast.com, as well as if you're on social media, you can go on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, as in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. You will see my Facebook page. Uh, you're welcome to go on there and see me, as well as you can video, you can uh, chat with me on there also. I hope and pray that you all had a great, great week. Um, this is definitely, I look at every day as a blessing. And so with that, you know, no matter what may happen during the week, thank God for the weekend. God has allowed us to survive the week. So that's something we can't take for granted. Thank God for an opportunity for us to be together one more time on a Sunday night. So with that being said, what we're going to do, I want to tell you all, there are times that I totally forget. Um, Sometimes, I guess because of just life, sometimes we just get so busy and we just forget certain things. But um, I didn't realize I did not realize, even though we say the dates and stuff, I did not realize that this was actually October. October October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I want to encourage those, uh, not just ladies, you know, getting a mammogram, but also when people don't realize also there are guys that have gotten uh, breast cancer. So even though it may not be, as um as known but it's very important for us to get our health checked out very important you know um god wants to be a good steward and so with that stewardship comes the responsibility of just taking care of ourselves and of course we don't want to hear any bad news but also you don't want to hear any news too late so it's very 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 responsible for us to get things checked out you know 
we hear a lot of time people say, well, you know, I'm just going to trust God. Well, God gave us wisdom too. And also we put everything in the hands of God. So that's why it's so important for us to, you know, get ourselves checked out. I want to ask each person that may be listening, young ladies, if you have not had your yearly exam, please get checked out. Guys, if you have not had your annual exam this year, I would beg you, not just for my sake, not just for your sake, but on sake for your children, for your family. Tomorrow, Monday morning, make an appointment. Tomorrow morning, make an appointment. It's not going to cost anything for us to make that phone call. So by all means, take the time to make that phone call. So not only in October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but also it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And that's what we want to talk about on today. Um, When I realized I had something planned for today as far as the talk, and when it hit me that this is breast cancer, I mean, excuse me, this is um, domestic violence awareness, but I said, oh, my gosh, first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, this is the first Sunday. Then it hit me. This is the first Sunday. I was like, wow, where has time gone? And so anytime we talk about Domestic violence. Uh, anytime the opportunity comes, talk about domestic violence, hey, I'm all in. You know, those that know me, um, I speak about a lot of things. As a believer, as a minister, I always want us to have the conversation about life. You know, the Bible tells us that he come for us to have life and have more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. But also, God is God has also given us the tools to be able to live a godly life here on earth. He has come for us to have eternal life, but also a present life right now. And so with that, so that's why I believe in talking about a variety of things that God is concerned about pertaining to the things that's going on in our lives. One of the things I always say, God is concerned about every aspect of your life, including matters of the heart. And so with that, for us to be able to understand how much God cares about us, sometimes what we have to do is just not only look at the scriptures, but also have a conversation with him. And he'll tell you how much he cares about you. But unfortunately, sometimes we allow things or even people to blind us from the love and the care that God has for us. And so with that, God is concerned about every aspect of your life concerning and also including matters of the heart. And so with that, that's why it's so important for us to talk about this topic about domestic violence because it is real and it is going on in the lives of many people especially especially in the Christian community let me bring it on in especially within the church domestic violence is going on and this is something that we can no longer ignore 
This is something that I refuse to kind of sweep under the rug. This is something that we have to bring to the forefront in the hearts and minds and lives of people because it is going on. And unfortunately, many times you don't know who's dealing with domestic violence. You don't know who's being a victim. Uh, Oftentimes, we don't even know who the abusers are. Sometimes the people that you least expect are the main ones that's going through it. And they're sitting in the church, smiling, and sometimes they're hiding their pain. And a lot of times, people just think, oh, but they must not be saved. No, these are people that have a relationship with God, but unfortunately don't have a relationship with themselves or a relationship with their partner. Sometimes people can end up getting to a relationship with someone under the assumption that they, hey, we're assuming that they okay. Hey, I met this person in church. Or, you know, I know this person's family, so this person must be okay because their family is good. I've been knowing their family for a while. But this particular person, hey, you know what? What we say, I'm going to go on blind faith and just give them a chance. And what happened, they end up meeting their abuser. And I've found out many times it's easy for us to tell a person, well, you just need to get out. It's easy for us to say that when we're not providing them resources to get out. And so first, what we want to do, I want to talk about the importance of understanding what domestic violence is. Domestic violence, domestic violence is any type of verbal, physical, mental, emotional, or even financial or spiritual control that someone may try to put upon you. When someone try to press their will upon your will, against your will. There are people right now that may be even watching who may have dealt with domestic violence in the past. But also, being real, there are some that are dealing with it right now that may be watching. There are some that may be even watching, and unfortunately, they're trying to put on a poker face because their partner is watching them. It seems like anytime there is the word control or abuse, domestic violence, all these words, these are key words that are out here right now. And ultimately, people may want control over you. And that's why it's so important for us to talk about this topic called domestic violence. Now, oftentimes, when people are in domestic violence, they feel stuck. They feel like there is no hope. They feel like, you know what, maybe if I change, maybe if I pray hard enough, maybe if I do, th- if not just them change, but if change, then maybe things will be better. And the answer is no. I don't care how better you may become. You're not responsible for the actions of someone else. Domestic violence occurs 
not just pertaining to adults, but it even starts in high school or even middle school. There are young people that are watching, that may be listening right now, that are dealing with domestic violence. And unfortunately, we never know who's dealing with it. I want to I wanna urge each person, each adult, regardless if you are a parent or you may be a teacher, you may be a counselor, if you have anyone that may be within your circle, especially the young people, watch them. Watch and see their response. Watch and see if there's any markings. You know, what I found out about domestic violence, and especially me, those that don't know, because <clears throat> I'm having some platforms on right now, I work for the Dallas County Sheriff Department. And God has blessed me to be there for a while. And actually, the abuse floor where uh, the child molesters or those who may be uh, abusers, I used to work that floor when I was working in the jails. And one of the things I found out, there are many people that may be in there, and I deal with the males. A lot of guys, they love control. Let's be honest. They love control, and they prey upon those that they feel like they can control or manipulate. They look upon someone that appears, I'm not going to say that the victim is, but if they appear to be weak or someone they feel like they, they can control or manipulate, someone that they may think about, hmm, that person may be gullible. That person... You know what? I can run game over them. That's why it's so important, and I urge people, please, 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 don't assume because you have a nice heart. You may be a trusting person. That does not mean that everybody is trusting, even if you meet them in the church. You understand, just like sick people, sick people go to the hospital. And the spiritual hospital is the church, where not only the the well people, but the sick people. The devil goes to church, too, but understand what is his motive. His motive ain't to praise and worship God. His motive is to pull people from God. And so understanding when it comes down to, first of all, dating, I tell people, you take your time. You examine everything possible about that person. You check that person's references, resources. You check that person. You do an extensive background check upon the person. And don't just wait upon the person to tell you who they are or how they are. Also, anything that may appear to be, hmm, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't appear to be right. If it seems like it ain't right, then take it as if it's not right. Don't let your guards down upon people because I'm telling you, there will be people that is there to take you out. Some people, they love control. They love to be able to control or manipulate a person. And I'm going to speak about it from guys 
unfortunately, domestic violence can happen towards guys or girls. But I want to first speak pertaining to the victims of young ladies, victims being young ladies. First of all, ladies, I'm going to say this, and of course, this is a Christian show, but I want to say it because this is reality. Women, you cannot give these guys control over you, especially when you're not married to them. When you're married to someone, that means that they have earned your trust, they have earned your and have earned the responsibility of taking care of you, of providing for you, all that stuff. But when you first dating someone, look here, you owe them nothing. You owe them nothing. You, as a young lady, you are responsible for yourself and you control yourself. No other joker, no other guy is supposed to have control over you. Also, I do have to say this. You, as a young lady, understand just like how God knows your heart and how God uh, has someone for you, understand that the devil will have someone for you to take you out. The Bible tells us that Satan comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. To steal, kill, and destroy. But also understand that the devil tries to put people in your path to derail you from the purpose and plan God has for you. So that's why it's so important for us to do our homework. Also, I always tell people, before you give your heart to someone, before you make a commitment with someone, make sure that you have, like I said, done your research on that person and don't take everything that they say as truth when you have not checked it out for yourself. I'm going to say it like this. One thing we have to understand when it comes down to matters of the heart, responsible for your heart. You cannot allow anybody to be responsible for your heart. Don't rely upon someone to be responsible for your heart. It is our responsibility for us to be able to protect our heart. Of course, we give that responsibility to God, but God has given us the tools and responsibility to watch, to discern, because there are people that is here, that is in this world, where there are people that are ill-motive and they are very sick in the mind. And so understanding, even if, you choose to date someone. You have to understand that the person that you may be dating or you may be inquiring on, check and see if they have a criminal record. Check and see if that person is on medication. Also, check and see if this person has anger issues. You need to see in dating, courtship, whatever you want to call it, it should ultimately lead somewhere. Hopefully that goal is to marriage with that understanding that you are choosing someone that may be a potential life partner. So you need to know everything you can about that person. Seeing if this person, if this person qualifies for your heart. Now, if that person qualifies for your heart, then awesome. But if this person may have some issues and you feel like, you know what, you need to break it off, 
make sure, make sure when you say you're done, make sure you're done. Leave that person out. But there are some things I have to bring up. Make sure you keep yourself. Now, we made some mistakes in the past, but it's best to keep yourself sexually until you get married because once that person have had sex with you, they feel like they can control you. Get this. If they can control your body, they feel like they can control your mind and everything else. It is so important for us to accept the fact that there are some people that will try to control, manipulate you for their own benefit. Listen here. Every person counting you, they may not love you. They may love they may love what you have or what they think you could do for them. Some of them coming in with an agenda of selfishness. 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 There are some that may not even Look, they might not even care about you, but guess what? They may be looking at you, oh, well, I can get anything out of her. Also, even that domestic violence, if they feel like they can control and manipulate you, I'm going to tell you something. If you used to, before you date that person, if you used to being around your family, if you were a family person, but then all of a sudden this person that you meet, it seems like they have a conflict with your family. It seems like they have a conflict with your friends that you know that your friends are upstanding people. Disrupt your foundation. Leave them alone immediately. Also, you have to make sure that you set healthy boundaries because people that won't control or manipulate you, they want to push the button. They want to push the envelope to see how far that you'll let them go. We have to be careful and responsible. And like I said, there are people that want to hurt you. I'm, I'm, I, would, I really wanted you to understand this. People that are abusers, they really don't love you. They don't. Listen, forget about well, what he said. No. How he feel about you is what he's doing more than what he's saying. See, anybody can say anything. Anybody can say anything. What are they doing? What are their actions? That's what's the key thing we have to look at. What are their actions? Because anybody can say anything. But what are they showing you? What are they doing? But also, like I said, Anytime anybody that would disrupt or try to pull you away from your family, from your friends, you need to stay away from them. And when I, like I said, I don't remember if I said this earlier, but when you, or if you do decide to leave them alone, make sure don't let them come back. Don't let them come back. There are so many people that have gotten themselves hurt or killed, not just because they broke it off, but they choose to go back and give that person access to them. Look, when you cut it off, cut it off completely. And forget about, well, let's just be friends. Listen, if they will hurt your heart, they're not friendship material anyway. 
we have to accept that there are people that you have to cut the ties with. I want to put up I'm going to put up a fact about domestic violence. Um, so many people they have a, they have gotten themselves hurt or killed because they went back. We cannot. We have to put an end to this. You know, I, I'm. I think about this all the time because my family has to deal with this. You know. Those that know me, I've always talked about, uh, I've always been candid about uh, my relationship with my sister and also what happened with my sister. Uh, she was killed um, because of domestic violence. And ironically, she broke up with him that week. But she gave him another chance just to talk, just to go out. Um When I hear about people giving a person that they broke up with assets back, it made me cringe. <clears throat> because that particular day, and I'm just going to be very real with you, that particular day, I called her. I reached out to her because, you know, <laughs> the terminology, we were Irish twins. I was feeling her. And I asked her, I said, how do you feel? And you better not be on no date. And she said, I'm fine. And she said, I am. She texted me back. I, I'm fine. I am, LOL, in big, bold letters. I was feeling her. I was right. And I was going to, I was contacting her because I want her to spend the night with me. I, I want to just hang out with her. I want her to, you know, stay with me. But she was with that dude, and I did not like that. And you know what happened? That was my last time communicating with her. The next day, my dad was looking for her. She wasn't responding. She wasn't responding. So long story short, my dad had contacted my nephew. My nephew went over there and found her dead. I'm going to tell you something. The person that you may be dealing with, if you already know they got anger issues, if they got a criminal record of abuse, criminal record of robbing people, robbing banks, that shows you they lack love of God for people. You don't need that. And I'm going to say it like this. You're not responsible to try to reform people. You can't allow your heart to be the reform center or have your heart as Mother Teresa to love a person to change them. You know, I saw something that really disturbed me yesterday. I saw a video, and it was a video. Um, Sometimes you may see it on, uh, I think it's Facebook or TikTok, YouTube, one of them channels. And sometimes people will ask certain ones, hey, what type of bad habit do you like on a boy? Or something like that. It may ask something pertaining to a relationship. And this woman said, this girl, young girl, she said, I like an abusive man. You know, he crazy, I'm crazy, we're a good match. And I said, hell are you crazy? You stupid. Yeah, I said that. You like an abuser? 
why of all this, see this part I don't understand, but all these people that may be looking for love, I, I've heard, you know, he too nice, he too boring. Oh, I've heard that man. I don't understand why these people like these. They they like it because they feel like it's a challenge. Some of them I've been told that they like some of the bad book because it's a challenge or it makes them feel like they can protect them. That's crazy. Look, I want you to think about if somebody would abuse someone else, what makes you think they want to abuse you? Your stuff ain't that good where you can prevent them from harming you. We got to, I mean, my goodness, it it hurts me for people to get, and especially going to a relationship Knowing that this person ain't the right one already, you can't change someone. You can't rehabilitate someone unless you are a professional counselor and you're not emotionally attached to that person. Even, look here, in your best ability to help someone, and it don't have to be a love relationship. It could be because you just care some care. If you are the opposite sex, I want you to understand that this person could try to rape you, abuse you, take you out. They may feel like they may have a chance with you, and because of your love and heart, you're giving them something that they never had, and that's an attentive ear or a caring heart. And then all of a sudden, they may feel like, oh, well, I'm emotionally invested. You're like, wait a minute. I don't see you that way. I'm just here to just help. I'm just here to help you. I'm here to make you better. I'm here to minister to you. And all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. Now you better not leave me. Why? Because they're receiving something that they they never had or they may feel like they never had. So now you're talking about you trying to pull back. Look, we have allowed ourselves to get into so much trouble because we're not setting boundaries upon people that we really don't know. It's so important. Matter of fact, I'm seeing someone that they're communicating with me saying that they were in domestic violence. Yes. You know, as someone that's been in law enforcement, I want you to understand these people, these guys, these guys, they love control. These guys, they try to prey upon women. They try to beat upon, physically dominate these women. But they won't deal with a man. I want each and every female to understand when you're dating someone, when you're learning someone, don't give them access to everything about you. Yeah, you you want them to look. You want them to know that you care. You want them to know all this stuff. Look here, you're setting yourself up. You don't know this dude. I want you to ask yourself this: Have you checked to see their criminal record? Have you checked and see, you know, if this person from another state are they wanted anywhere else? Do you really know this person? I have many inmates I've dealt with in the past. They have been in jail and they being in a they been in a homosexual cell, but they living as a down low brother. 
I, that was my floor. I'm telling you not what I'm guessing about. I'm telling you what I know about. It. I've been I've been working in law enforcement for be 29 years. So I'm, I may not look like it, but I very much know what I'm talking about. So it's my responsibility to inform you just because that person may make you smile. You got to go past your feelings. You got to go and start going on facts. The other person may make you feel good, but what the motive is. See, they may sugarcoat anything. They may sweet talk you. You know, well, you know, you know, I, I, I did get a little trouble. Did get a little trouble. Hey, look here, stuff needs to be found out from Jump Street. First of all, do you know his real government name? Ain't to my street name. I was at work one day and I heard this lady getting ready to get into a fight with an officer because she was saying, I, "You need to tell me where, where, where Jay at." She didn't even know his real name. She didn't know his street name. The officer asked her, well, what is his, what is his address? I don't know. It's your responsibility. You need to find it. All you knew is his street name. Out of all the people that's locked up in jail, and, you, and the, the kicker was she was pregnant by that dude. Some of the stuff I wish I could make up. And tell you some of the stories that I've heard. I know so much stuff pertaining to the stories I've seen, I've witnessed. I don't. Rem- I, I can't even. It, it would take me years to tell some of the stories, and some of the stuff I've become numb to. It's just an ordinary day for me now. But unfortunately, this is the reality that we live in. Because it's so many women that have gotten themselves killed, hurt. Because of domestic violence, choosing the wrong one or allowing the wrong one access to them. Women, do not ever feel that it can't happen to you. I know there's been some first ladies, yes. I've I've heard and known some pastors, preachers, they have beat up on their wives. Is it right? No, it's not. And unfortunately, many of the women... They feel like, well, you know, it's my fault. But look here, don't blame yourself. I don't know if I had said this earlier, but if I repeat myself, then so be it. But don't don't blame yourself of other people's actions. You're not responsible. Your responsibility is to get out. Your responsibility is to leave them alone. Your responsibility is to understand you can't change folks. You cannot change folks. And see, to be honest with you, true enough, you know, there are some people, uh, the young lady saying, I do not love myself. True. That could be that could be some people's reason that they don't know themselves. They don't love themselves. So they end up accepting anything, thinking that it's love, any type of attention, they'll equate that as love. But also there are some people, they love people and assume the best for people. Why they picking the worst of people? They'll assume the best for people while choosing the worst of people. There are so many people. They have chosen the wrong person. There are so many people. They end up getting in too deep, and when they try to get out, they feel stuck. I want to tell you this. If you are in an abusive relationship, there is hope for you to get out. You can get out. Now, 
first of all, the domestic violence hotline, I, I want to make sure that I put this out there. The domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. Also, for those who um, – I'm trying to find the uh, – text number you can text them and of course we, we're definitely going to have more conversation about this in the future you know like I said these physical abuse the, the hitting the slapping the shoving the grabbing the pinching pulling of the hair the biting fighting women you're not a punching bag and if you're dealing with a guy that want to hit on you Want to punch on you? All this stuff. No, that ain't love. True love does not hurt. True love, any type of physical attack, that ain't love. You know, you having to wear makeup to cover up the attack that he had given you. The sexual abuse. I'm going to say this, and I hope I'm loud and clear when I say this. You could be married to someone and still be in the a sexually abusive relationship because anytime you have sex, it's supposed to be consensual, even if you are married. If he try to take you and you say no, and he said, it's mine the way the Bible say your body is my body. No, he's saying it and taking it out of context because ultimately you do everything in love. I want you to remember that if you are in a, in a marriage. And he have taken you. He's taken you against your will. That ain't right. You don't have to deal with that. Understand when abuse happens, abuse, the devil going to always, and when I say the devil, it can be the devil that's down there, also that devilish spirit that may be in your abuser. They're going to always try to make you feel as if you have fault. You're the blame. You're the cause of them acting that way. And anytime that person, you know, they may act normal, but then they are stimulated by drugs or alcohol, and then they become abusive. Well, he only beat me. He only fight me when he drunk. No, that's the real him. You got to look at everything in its totality. If he abuse you when he drunk, that's who he is. He need to. He just have to have a stimulus to allow what's in him to come out. He is unhealthy. He or she is unhealthy. Need to leave them alone. I had mentioned the uh, sexual abuse, the physical abuse, the emotional abuse. You know, guilt trips. I'm born down to it. It's game. That's witchcraft. Any type of control or manipulative game that is control in witchcraft. God did not design that for you. Understand there are so many people that are dealing with it, and unfortunately, they're suffering in silence. They feel like they're stuck. They feel like, well, you know, uh, you know I, I, I'm going to say it like this. <clears throat> Some of them feel that, well, you know, since 
since I'm I'm in this situation, I have to say that because, you know, my pastor told me I'm supposed to say, nope, 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 nope. I don't care if you're married or not. If you're in an abusive relationship, you can get out. Don't let anybody make you feel that you have to be stuck in that situation. I tell I tell pastors, I tell preachers, we got to tell the truth. We got to start rescuing these people that are in our congregation. We got to rescue these people because so many people, they feel like they're stuck. They have to be there, and it's God's will to be abused. And, you know, God hates divorce. God, yes, God hates divorce, but also God hates domestic violence, too. So don't let anybody make you feel like, well, I got to stay. No, you don't. You need to leave. But also, one of the things I always tell people, we can tell people to leave a relationship, but what we have to do, and more than just tell them, well, we're going to be, we need to pray about it. No, we also need to, we also need to provide some resources for them to get out because a lot of them, they're leaving everything behind to save their life. We have to start rescuing some of these people that are dealing with these domestic violence because some of them, they're they're leaving their resource, they're leaving their source of income, they're leaving their some of them they're leaving their clothes, they're leaving every every item that they can to save their life, and that's why it's important for us as a church to come together as a body of Christ to come together to help rescue these people. There are some people. Like I said, they may be leaving everything, but it's our responsibility to let them know it's going to be okay. We got them. We got them. With the help of God, with the help of God, not only are they going to be able to bounce back, but they're going to become better. They're going to become better. They're going to become wiser. What they ran from, God will double. And supply them everything, not only that they need, but everything that was lost will be compensated and then some. It's going to be greater with no restrictions or attachments pertaining to what they left. Power these people because, like I said, they may feel hopeless, helpless. They may feel like, you know, they can't do anything because they've been solely dependent upon their abuser. And they've been staying for the convenience. For us to help them to learn how to drive, to help them to get their driver's license, to help them get on their feet and get them a stable job with benefits, to help them to be able to be groomed, take care of themselves, learn how to take care of themselves. Some of them may have never filled out an application before in their life. Some of them, they may not even know how to Iron their clothes, wash their clothes, cook, think, take care of themselves, taking vitamins, going to the doctor on a regular schedule versus just going because they've been beat up. Hmm. So that's why it's so important for us to start examining the people that we're dealing with and accept the fact that we're not there to rehabilitate people. And if by chance they're not healthy enough, like I said, we need to leave them alone. Also, what we got to do, we got to understand what love is, understand the definition of love, because love is more than just 
feelings. The ultimate way for us to understand about love, I always tell people this. When you say, I love them, replace or substitute the word love and place in trust. So in other, you, in other words, instead of you saying, I love them, trust them. Can you trust that person with your heart? Can you trust that person with your life? Can you trust that that person is going to take care of you, not harm you? Can you trust that that person has your best interests at heart? If you say no, then leave them alone immediately. Because what happens oftentimes we say, well, I I love them. I love them. But, but why are you with them? Because I love them. I love them. What you love about them? Well, they're a good person, but your your eyes black. Well, well, no. Anytime you got to make excuses for a person, mm-mm. and I'm gonna say this, and those that know me, I always say this all the time. Women, you can't make you can't make excuses for grown men. You cannot make excuses for grown men. Hmm. This lady. Um, the way went my I walked away with my daughter at two months old. She's ten years old now. Hmm. Because of him, still can't love myself. Well, you know what? Also, um, um, I don't know what platform. Oh, okay, okay, I see what platform you're calling from. Um, first of all, we're gonna help you. We're going to tell you, number one, I can't do it for you, but God can. What I will tell you is God is going to help you to love yourself. God is going to be able to teach you how to love yourself. But most importantly, he's going to show you who he is, but also he's going to show you who you are in him, who you are to him. You are a young lady. That is after God's heart. First of all, I always tell people, you know, we are the apple of God's eye. The apple of God's eye, that is a metaphor talking about your eye, your pupil. It's not talking about the fruit that you eat. So understand, when God said we are the apple of his eye, that means that when he sees our pupil, he sees, well, first of all, the word pupil is a Latin word that means little dog or little man. What that means is when you see somebody pupil, you see a reflection of yourself. So in other words, when God looks in our eyes, he sees a reflection of himself. When we look into God's eyes, we see a reflection of ourselves. So understand that we are the apple of God's eye. In other words, God sees himself in you. But the devil does not want you to see who you are and he does not want you to see who you are in God. So that's why it's so important for us to learn who God is so we can learn more of who we are and we'll know who we are in him. But I want to tell that person and and uh, also you're welcome to contact me. Uh, just in case you own, uh, if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook, I want you to reach out to me, Brother Prater, 
B-R-O-T-H-E-R, like brother and sister, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. This is a blue-eyed diva. Blue-eyed diva, I'm reading you. I want you to get in contact with me because there are some things I do want to speak to you about. And see, conversation like this, you know, I like to engage, but also there may be some specific things for us to be able to talk about to help you in this situation. But ultimately, you, even in you choosing that particular person, okay, God can forgive you, but also God wants you to forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up because of who you chose in the past, when you know, especially when you're no longer with them. Okay, you made a mistake. Okay, guess what? We all made mistakes. But the key thing is, did we learn from our mistakes? That's the thing. Thanking God that God gave you another day. Thanking God that, number one, you got out alive. But also understanding that just because you experienced that in the past, that does not mean that true love does not exist. And for us to even have this conversation, and like I said, I thank you. And for those who are also responding, I thank you all for you all candidness. But understand that this situation about domestic violence is the conversation striker to help bring healing. Because that you now, you know who you are. You can love who you are, but also we want to tell you to be you up with the word of God. We have no power. Only God has all power. But what we want to do, we want to send you back to your roots, your rightful roots. For you to know who you are in God and for you to know that he made you in his image and likeness. He made you to be loved, to be protected. He wanted to get, look, he wanted to filter out all that garbageness that you might have been fed pertaining to society or even your past. You are valuable. A real man is not trying to talk you off your clothes. A real man is trying to put clothes on you. He want to clothe you in respect. He want to clothe you in godly love, in godly chivalry. These are the things that real men do. God want to help you to be with a man and not a boy. He wants you to be with a man that will lead to your husband. But on the time that sometimes we have made wrong decisions. And unfortunately, many times in the decisions that we've made, we end up regretting them. But do not allow your past decisions to define you while you. Like I always say, forgive yourself and ask God to help you to understand what true love is and what true love ain't. Like I said, we often hear the term, well, you know, uh, trying to make love, trying to make love. You know what? You can't make love. You can have sex, but that ain't making love. That That's a terminology that we have intertwined because we think that if we can make love, we can ultimately have love because we made love, but that's artificial love. You the real thing. So with this domestic violence, domestic violence, it happens 
more than we realize. Unfortunately, a lot of times we've even seen it promoted on TV. We've seen where we've seen guys that have gotten so arrogant try to display control over young ladies. And like I said, I know it happens uh, to guys also. I know there's been some guys that have been into a relationship with a young lady and they feel like, well, you know, well, you know, sometimes, you know, it just best me not to say anything. We, you know, we just go ahead and just uh, accept that's how she is, that's who she is, all that stuff. Even with guys, if a young lady is beating on you or even if she's trying to provoke you, leave that alone. Leave it alone immediately. But not allowing what we dealt with, not allowing our past, not allow our past relationships to make us feel that true love does not exist. To make us feel like, well, you know, everybody else is being beat on, everybody else is being cheated. No, 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 no. I want I want this I want this narrative of every man being a dog or a player to end because when a person say that they that means that you know every guy around this world, and you saying that every one of them is unfaithful? No. Unfortunately, maybe just the ones that have been in your circle. Maybe you need to uproot from that circle that you're in and get into another circle. I'm going to say it like this. If I go to a strip club right now, and it's just women, and they all naked, do I actually expect for me to just choose someone out of any of them females that I may see that's in there? Should I automatically assume that they're not going to strip or take off their clothes for another man, even if I'm trying to date them? I have to understand the environment that I'm in when I'm dealing with people. So even though looking beyond the physical location, but we have to understand the spiritual location of a person when we deal with them or when we encounter them. I always always say this, check and see their relationship with God. And if they're conniving, if they're manipulative towards God, they will be manipulative and conniving towards you. If they are unfaithful to God, they will be unfaithful to you. If they're trying to use God as a sugar daddy, they will try to use you as a sugar mama. It's easier than we think. But also, I tell people, like I said, do not assume that everybody is nice and kind of honest like you. One of the things I found out, sometimes imitation comes before the real thing. The devil going to always try to send some type of booby trap, some type of imposter to derail you from focusing on a potential one that God is sending. And that's male or female. You know, the devil comes, like I said, the devil comes still killing to destroy, but also for for us to be like they're saying steal, kill, and to destroy. When we look at an animal, an animal gets attacked because sometimes it's the one being pulled away or someone that's leaving 
the fold or the nest of their safetyness. Sometimes it's the weak ones. Sometimes it's the, the injured ones that's always being attacked because there's safety in the counsel of the multitudes. It's safety in the multitude of, I, I, I'm, I'm jacking up, but there's safety. And so that's why it's so important for you to have that boundary and the foundation. And like I said, when you have that foundation of healthy, responsible people, when people encounter your life or when people try to court you or they're curious about you from the very beginning, you need to put your people on them to examine them. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're a young lady, you either have godly, responsible men in your path for them to point out to you because they may be seeing some things that you might be overlooking. They may be discerning. They may be picking up. I'm telling you, God will give people the spirit of discernment if you want it. But I'm going to say it like this. God will tell you some things even if you don't want to know. God is nudging people in their spirit right now. But what happens sometimes, we'll force our eyes to be closed. And God's not going to go against your will. That's why God sent these spiritual uh, alerts called red flags. Sometimes it be right in front of our face, but what happens, sometimes we make assumptions. Sometimes we assume. Sometimes we override what God is trying to tell us. That's why God is saying, hey, look, 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 these red flags, these red flags. And then also he'll deal with your spirit, man. He'll deal with your spirit, man. He'll be dropping something. Oh, I don't feel right. People say, is that gut feeling? You need to examine it. You need to dig deeper. I tell people, don't make no move until God responds. You give everything over to God, and you wait for God to respond. You wait for God to respond because God ain't going to steal your own. And so many people, well, you know, it don't take all that. Yes, it does. Don't you know the devil is real? The devil's trying to take you out. Don't you know the devil does not want you to be in a happy relationship? I'm going to say it like this. The devil wanted you to be in a turbulent relationship that would destroy you and your children. Don't you know there are people that, look, they're trying to get to you, and they don't care about your kids. They're tolerating your kids to ultimately get what they want from you. And especially now the summer's coming up. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, Holidays are coming up. (laughs) I'm going to say, don't be no fool. These holidays are coming up. You're going to end up spending all your money on some jokers that don't love you while your kids are lacking. No. But also, don't jeopardize the safety of your kids because you don't know that person. These people, these these guys watching your kids while you're going to the store. I'm just going to the store this guy is an abuser, and you don't even know it. This I'm, I've seen so many young ladies lose their children over allowing some guy that they don't even know to watch their kids. Look here. If you really want somebody to watch your kids, how about you let the baby father, the real baby father, watch the child? 
instead of somebody trying to be an imposter. This point blank, we have to use wisdom when we deal with people, especially the matters of the heart. It is so important for us to stop allowing ourselves to be abused, to be used. Women, you are a gift from God to men. Men, you are a gift from God to ladies. So ask yourself, women, did you were in a, if you're in a relationship right now and you question if it's the right one or not, ask yourself without making excuses, did you wait all your life for a love like what you're in right now? Are you can you trust that person? Like I mentioned earlier, can you ultimately trust this person? Is this person committable to you? Has this person lied to you? Has this person hit you? If they have, they ain't the one. Yeah, you waiting on them to change. You waiting on them. You waiting on them. Is it a guarantee that they are? Look, you cannot be in fear of starting over if you choose to start over. And I heard people say in the past, you know, well, I could do bad by myself. Okay, they sound cute. They sound good. But don't even put that in your vocabulary. You could do bad by yourself? No, I could do better by myself. You have to start speaking life to yourself. Matter of fact, even what um, the young lady said earlier, I tell people when you're dealing with low self-esteem, especially I've dealt with it. I don't mind sharing it. Me as a guy, yes, I dealt with low self-esteem when I was in my younger years. But what God began to start dealing with me on was start speaking life to that guy that was in my mirror, me. Look in the mirror and everything I always wanted other people to say to me, I looked in the mirror and started saying it to myself. And not only saying it, but say it with confidence and say it out loud so you can hear it in your spiritual, in your physical ears so it, it can get down to your spiritual ears. Say it and mean it and continue to say it so that way you can get used to hearing it. Even if you don't hear it from other people, I hear it from myself. And what happened, there is a spiritual growth that developed. There's a spiritual awareness because I was feeding my spiritual man, but I found out that spiritual man was deprived because of my relationship with God and the relationship with myself. This is the time for you to be able to start spending quality time with God and quality time with yourself. Spend more time with God and spend more time with yourself. If you have family, if you have children, Spend some time, invest that time with your kids. Oftentimes, we don't know who we are. And so what happened, we end up trying to be with someone to try to validate who we are and come to find out they're treating us who we're not. It's so important. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay. It's so important for us. It is so important for us. To get to our identity, we have to know who we are. We have to know who we are in God, know who we are, understand that God 
has so much more for us than what we're dealing with. But we have to take the time to know him, learn him. And like I said earlier, as we spend time on knowing him, learning him, he reveals who we are. He reveals our spiritual identity because we're seeking his identity. And when we're seeking God's identity, he will reveal our identity. There is an exchange. It's just like going to the grocery store. You see something you like in the grocery store, you pick up that item, you put it in your basket, then you go to the counter. You tell the merchants what you want in exchange for what you want. You give them the currency of what you have. Then there's an exchange. So that's why it's so important for us to get back to the basics of knowing and learning who we are so that way we can be able to not deal with the things that God did not authorize us to deal with. Protect your heart at all costs. Put responsible people in your life that will hold you accountable, and especially if you know that you are Eat, you easily deal with people. You easily fall in love and all that stuff. Well, that's why it's important for you to start having people, responsible people, that's going to help you to, look, make healthier decisions. Make healthier decisions, more responsible decisions. And I tell people all the time, true love doesn't hurt. True love doesn't hurt. What hurt is the person we chose. So it ain't nothing wrong with love, but what's wrong with who we choose to love? That's the problem. And God want to help us in this situation. And so um, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, So in case you are in a relationship if you examine it and you realize that it ain't the healthy one for you, get out. And just in case you can't immediately get out if you need help, the the number to text for domestic violence, text GO, text G-O to 741-741. This is a Teresa trained crisis counselor through crisis text line a global non-for-profit organization, and they're available 24-7. And I'm going to tell you something. Do not feel embarrassed. Do not feel embarrassed about you dealing with it or you what you've dealt with. Look here. Don't think about, well, they're going to look at me differently. Bump that. You get help. Look here. That's the devil trying to make you not get help, not get out. Wait, look here. Ain't nobody thinking about it. My main thing is we want to make sure that you're safe. Don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Just get out. Get out while you have a chance. Get out while you're alive. But also I tell people, just in case you're dealing with it and somebody may be telling you, well, you know, uh, if you tell somebody I'm going to kill you and your family, no, 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 no. Look here. It's best to tell everybody possible because you think about it. If you choose not to tell somebody, then you're the only one that knows and that person have access. But if you tell people, it's more of y'all than that person. And also, I'm going to tell you something. Don't be afraid to fight back. Don't be afraid 
to get a gun. Yes, protect yourself. Well, you know, I don't like guns. I'm just going to pray about it. But guess what? You're dealing with a devil that ain't even, don't even care about prayer, don't even care about your life. If you have to choose between you and them, you choose yourself because they're choosing. They're not choosing you. Look, when you deal with people that don't mind dying, person needs to be left alone. I, let me see. I see someone on the line right now. I'm going to allow them to come on. Um, we won't let this person come in. Time. Okay, let me see. Okay, there it is. Okay. Hello, hello. Okay, they're coming in. Hello, hello. How you doing today, sir? Hello, how you doing today? Not good. And we don't want to get into the habit 
of saying something's good because it feels good to us. You have to look at it and say, okay, is this good? And then if it's good, is this a behavior or is this something that this person is just doing? Because we do a lot of things by habit. You know, we go and when we see people, we'll just say, hello, how you doing? Are we really concerned about how they're doing? No, it's a pleasantry. Right. It's a social script. It's a social script. So what, what sisters have to do is come out of their emotions for a minute and get on and get on a logical trail and get on a logical path and, and deal with things as they are. Because if you pick something that's bad and you think it's good, then you're going to run into that moment, like you said, where that person's going to become violent. And so if I, I try, I'm, I'm a consultant and not a counselor, so I don't tell people what to do. What I do is I point out issues and point out things and I ask them questions because most people do have an idea of what's good and what's not good. And so if they stay with what's good and look for those things, then chances are when something bad pops up, they already have the courage to walk away. And it doesn't take very long. You know what I mean? But the society encourages people to use sex as a criteria right. for entering a relationship. And we all know once you what, and I'm gonna say plain, we always thought that once you hit it, you're pretty possessed. In fact, in the Bible, sex was the way to what solidify the contract of marriage. Right. So when a person, so when a person gets with a woman, it's like reiteration. If 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 if, if the man had never touched Rachel, he officially wasn't really married to her. So we have to consider that. Then we have to consider the legal tie by a marriage license. Well, the file that you take over the altar, a whole lot of stuff not discussed. How many people will ask their partner, have you ever been unfaithful? If he says no, say, okay, so prove. Have you ever been in a relationship and you thought about other women, just like they're doing a lie detector? Have you ever thought about other women while you were in a relationship? If he gives and hawes about it, there's a, and, and there's a dishonesty piece there. You need to look at that as a red flag. Because if he'll do that in the beginning, before he gets to know you, it's too late once, once, like, once he hits it, and once he, once you start sharing bills and sharing a household, it's, it's kind of late. Then we have to enact what you were talking about. Maybe you have to, you have to talk to somebody about how to get out of that. You have to talk to somebody about your feelings about you may have to buy a weapon and defend yourself. But, want to try to catch on before that happens. Mm-hmm. And so as men, we need to start mentoring these young men about the value of relationship and the value of women. And some of these sisters need to step up instead of always wanting to be on social media and trying to show off. Take some time. You're in, you're in your 40s or 50s. You need to not even be on social media too much unless you discuss spiritual matters, unless you're discussing things that, that are positive and upbuilding in the community because we depend on you to train our children. But if you're acting like our children, you can't 
something we have to really talk about and you know those that know me always say this is the kind of conversation we need to have within our church and I'm not saying no churches are speaking about it but it needs to be put out in every church every church because a lot of times when people are coming to church and they're dealing with domestic violence and it's not brought up then a lot of times they feel like we're either the church don't care about them or God doesn't care about them but in fact, that's something that we just have taken for granted within the church, thinking that it's not happening. It's happening to other people. It doesn't happen to us, but it can happen to anybody. You know. Yes, yes. I've I've seen, you know, just in my little short time of me being in this world, I've seen many first ladies. First ladies, I've had some to even reach out to me privately, you know, throughout throughout the years and talk to me and everything. But the main thing is they're so busy in protecting the integrity of their abuser instead of trying to get help for themselves and their children, you know. And some of them have stayed in relationships because they feel like, well, he abuses me, but he great with the children, so I'm still going to stay for the children, even though he's trying to kill me. I've, I've had that, you know, and I'm pretty sure, matter of fact, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to give you my number, and also this is my information on here. If you don't mind getting in contact with me so we can, you know, even <clears throat> discuss this or either other subjects uh, in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, matter of fact, if you have a pen and paper, I'll give you my telephone number right now. Okay, okay. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning how to operate this thing. I'm I'm still new to that um uh, uh, the wisdom the wisdom uh, app. But uh, I will do that. Just talk about that. I will do that. Um, well, my title my title is Doctor Connexpert. If you put my name and put Doctor Connexpert in the search 
search engine, mm-hmm. you'll find all my podcasts. Okay. You'll also find my YouTube page. So oh. you can communicate with me in any type of way. But once you learn to ask, you can send a message through this app. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I will do that. And I, I appreciate for you. Your words of wisdom, and thank you even for this particular topic because, um, like I said, this is real near and dear to me. And, um, you know, my main thing I want to tell people, if I can help save somebody's life, if I can help save somebody's mother, somebody's, somebody's uh, mother, somebody's sister, somebody's grandmother, and, you know, yeah, somebody, somebody's daughter, you know, um, you know, Matter of fact, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the picture of my sister right now, and you know I, I miss I miss her dearly. I miss her dearly, but I don't want anyone else to go through what we have to go through. You know, it's a it's a tall. She was 45 years old, and wow. and you know uh, it happened March the third, uh, Sunday March the third, uh, 2019. That's a day I'll never forget. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And the, and the crazy part about it was that boy ended up being at at my jail that we work at. You know, oh, that's a, that's a <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it like this. Um, all I say is um, there are some things I don't share on the air. I always tell people privately. <laughs> but but I was, but you know. Um, I know God told me that he would not put more upon me than I'm able to bear. But I will say this. God would never put more upon us than we were able to bear. But sometimes, sometimes those that we love put more upon us than we able to bear. Sometimes the decisions that we make would affect others. You know, I know my sister did not choose to uh, in her life the way it happened but because the person that she chose to love he made that selfish decision and I tell people when you get ready especially young lady I do have to say this ladies think about the person that you're choosing to date you could be meeting your killer you have to think about it and take it seriously if you know this person that you choosing and the person that you choosing to stay with you out that means that who's going to be there to protect your family when if, if something happens where you out if they take you out well and, and so that's why I tell people if you are in an abusive relationship tell everybody don't let pride stop you from getting the help that you need. So, I, so yeah, you know, and I, like I said, I, I believe in being honest. I believe in being real. And I just don't want to speak as a minister. I want to speak as a brother. I want to speak as someone that's in law enforcement. I want to speak as a, a father figure to some. I want to speak as a spiritual brother to others. Whatever is needed, if it can help, Relay the message to you that this is serious and it can happen to anybody. I want you to understand that this is so important. And and, and like I said, uh, Dr. Hart, I thank you so much for even the opportunity to come on and for you to be able to really just share your heart, share your wisdom. You know, um, I know sometimes pertaining to 
um, this topic. It's easy for me to try to speak from a clinical sense, but on this topic, I speak from my heart. I have to because this is so, so, I'm so connected to it. And it just so happens this is something that I can't run from because this is something that we have to live with for the rest of our life. I have to live the rest of my life without my sister. And I don't want to, and, and I know she, she was not just my sister. She was my niece, my nephew's mother, my mama's daughter, my daddy's daughter, my brother's sister. But I know I'm not the only one that had lost someone because of domestic violence. When I came back to work, when I went back to work after losing my sister, it's so many people that I met that work with me that begin to tell me their story of them surviving abuse or even they lost someone. You know, um, my goodness, this kind of attention, even though it kind of it kind of made my cause known more, but my, 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 my face was everywhere. My my name was everywhere because people knew me because of what happened to my sister. And so with that, I, I don't want anybody, I don't want anyone else to go through what I went through. And, and, you know, it can be avoided. It can be avoided. I would love for us to eliminate domestic violence completely. And so that's why it's so important for for all of us to be mindful of who we love, be mindful of who we choose to even just entertain those that we may be curious about dating, spending quality time with. You know, all they want, all they all they need is access to us. It could be a date, it could be anything and you know, don't ever feel like, well, you know, I got myself in this situation. I can get myself out. Regardless if you got yourself in this situation, you get many people possible to help band together, to help you to get safe, to help you get out. And that's what I want. So when I hear people leaving an abusive relationship and they getting out, they survive, I celebrate. I celebrate you. I thank God that God helped you to get out. And so with that, I know this is this is um a little bit above time, but this is a well a well needed cause for us to talk about, and and we can never this is not a waste of time. This is purposeful time, and we even had a doctor to come up on here. I thank God for because um, at first, like I said, I thank God just God working and orchestrating everything out, and so with this, if this can help someone for them to evaluate their relationship and realize that this is a toxic relationship and you getting out, you making plans right now to get out. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to deal with this by yourself. Don't deal with this by yourself. You know what you deserve. You know what you deserve. Like I said, not every man is a dog. Not every man is a player. Even if you have had bad relationship in the past, the thing is, you don't have to take that. That is not God's will and plan for you for your life. Ask God what is His purpose and plan for your life. Like I said, you want someone that is sent by God. You want somebody that is sent by God, not made by man. And so, with that, I hope and pray that there's something that was said, and just in case. 
just in case, I've been talking about God all throughout this show, just in case you are not saved, just in case you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to invite you. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior, and believe the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Being saved ain't hard, but also, like I always say, God is concerned about your soul as well as your love life. So don't ever feel like those are two separate entities. Well, you know, uh, I got to deal with my own love like God and no concern. No, God concerned about every aspect pertaining to Y-O-U, every aspect. God wants, don't you know God would love you to be in a healthy relationship? I want you to think about it. God wants you, if you want to be in a relationship, God want to lead you to the right relationship for the ladies. First of all, for the men, God want to send you to the right one that's going to love you, that's going to honor you, that's going to give him the glory and honor, that's going to respect your kids. Men, God want to send you to the right lady. But ladies, God wants you to recognize when the right man comes. The Bible tells us the man that findeth the wife, find a good thing, and obtain favor from the Lord. So in other words... The woman's responsibility is not to go out to the man. Look, you are you are royalty. The man's supposed to come to you and approach you. And like I said, the man to find the wife, find a good thing. In other words, a man, man being a a, a responsible male, a godly man. This is like a godly man of God, a man of God. Find a wife. In other words, a lady that's wife material. So with that right man meets that one that's a wife material, what is going to equal? Obtain favor from the Lord. In other words, examine the relationship that you're in. Is it favorable in the eyesight of the Lord? Or is it always drama? Is it always something missing? Is it always, it seems like it's cursed? Well, guess what? If there's no favor from the Lord, then you might need to examine that relationship to help you to realize you're in the wrong relationship. That old saying, no matter how you multiply, whatever number you multiply times zero, it's going to always equal zero. So stop allowing someone with great value to be with a zero expecting a high-digit number. So with that being said, just in case you have made some mistakes in the past, like I said, God can forgive you. God wants to forgive you, but God wants you to forgive yourself. Even if you have done some things that you made some terrible decisions, wrong decisions, don't allow your past decisions to define who you are. Allow God to help you and rehabilitate you to help you to understand his grace, his mercy. That same grace and mercy that you give to others, he wants you to give to yourself. 
So as we get ready to pray, we're going to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, ask you, God, to forgive us if there's anything that we said, done, thought, or felt that was unlike you, God. If there's been some things that we have done, God, that even destroyed or mismanaged this temple that's in, God. God, we ask you to forgive us, God. If we have mismanaged our heart or even if we have uh, um, uh, hurt others, God, ask God to forgive us, God, and cleanse us and make us whole. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to be aware of what love is and what love ain't, God. God, we ask you to help us, God, to understand the type of love that you desire us to be in. First of all, God, understanding and loving you, God. And as we understand and love you, God, you will help us to love and understand ourselves, God. Help us, God, to be in the right relationship that's going to be honorable to you, God, where you get the glory, you get the honor, God. Help us, God, to not deal with someone uh, someone representative, but deal with someone that is true and authentic right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for healing us, God. We thank you, Lord, for delivering us, God. We thank you, Lord, for making us whole right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak it right now, God, that you heal any and every aspect that we have dealt with that may have been hurt, God. God, we speaking and we addressing that hurt right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We speak, God, that you heal the hurt, heal the wound, heal the scar, even the scar tissues right now, God. We speak, God, that you rehabilitate us, God, that you resuscitate us, God, and that you help us, God, to get back on our feet, God, to serve you, God, and to be appreciative, God, of who you made, God. You made us, God, in your image and likeness, God. So, God, we ask you to help us right now, God to be validated by you in the knowledge of who you are and not try to seek validation from others or through other people right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask you to help us, God, to sustain us, God, to even keep ourselves sexually until we get married right now, God. We ask you to help us, God, in in any areas that we may be weak or vulnerable in, God. God, we speak, God, that you Fill their board right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. There's anyone that have dealt with abuse right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, that you deliver them, you set them free, God. Even those who may be dealing with guilt right now, God, shame right now, God, worrying right now, God. Even those that may be in a relationship, guess that's unhealthy, God, that they may try to figure out what they're going to do, God. God, we speak, God, that you provide them, God, with the knowledge of what to do with God. We were speaking, God, for those who have the ability, God, help them, God, for us to reach out to them, God, to help them to be pulled out right now, God. We speak, God, that you provide the means and the sources as well as the resources, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we even ask you, God, to help those, God, who are grieving, God, God, those who may have lost loved ones, God, even because of domestic violence, God, God, even just natural causes, those who are grieving for the loss of their loved ones, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them right now, God, to lean upon 
on you is to trust you right now, God, in spite of the hurt, in spite of the pain, God, yet trust you and serve you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak in a special amount of God for those abusers right now, God. Help them, God, to get the help that is needed right now, God. Help them, God, to repent to you right now, God, and to apologize to those who they may have hurt, God, those who they may may have used, God, those who they may have uh, treated uh, unkind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the blessings and the testimony that's coming from this right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for souls being saved and delivered and set free through this right now, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, even for helping us, God, even for those who may be seeking love, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for leading them, God, to a healthy, godly relationship, God, that will be honorable towards you right now, God, and respectful towards each other right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak in God. We even help, God, those who may have anger issues, God, to get the help that is needed and provide right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you done, God. Everything you're going to do right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony and the marriages that's coming out of this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the healthy relationships, God. We thank you for for the spiritual awakening that you have allowed through this situation right now, God, through this show right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, even holding up those who are survivors of, the, of uh, domestic violence as well as uh, uh of breast cancer, God, we thank you, Lord, even for helping them right now, God. And God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to continue, God, to sound the alarm, God, on these causes right now, God, on these awareness right now, God. And we thank you for everything you've done, everything you do, most importantly, for everything that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of you all who are tuning in. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm Brother Prater. B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Piers and Tom, E-R. I see someone on the line. I'm going to catch them in a second. Um, Brother Prater, um, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. Um, like I said, I'm Brother Prater. Catch me on Facebook. You will see my daily devotions and my uh, videos. Also, if you want to go to my website, it's brotherprater.com brotherprater.com you will see my data devotions and my videos and also my personal appearances i have a calendar for my personal appearances also you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book a few good men a pastor god of fatherhood a few good men was written to inform men the needs and their responsibilities towards their family their children even their children's mother regardless they're with them or not but also i speak to the ladies they help them to understand what true love is and what true love ain't. So I have it for both male and female. But also, uh, you can go to the source section where you see my other book. That's the honor of my sister, uh, Sheila Prater. The book is called The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. Um, this is a story of my sister and I. We just, you know, I just wanted to share our relationship, my relationship with her. And, um, of course, like I said, she's a victim of domestic violence. And uh, I lost her uh, years ago. And I just thank God for the opportunity that God blessed me to be able to have a relationship with her. And, you know, for, for no other reason, if y'all don't get help, those who may be in domestic violence, if you don't get help for no other reason, do it on my sister, Sheila Prater. So I thank each and every one of y'all 
for tuned in. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you. God bless you. And good night. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, ma'am.